What's up, everybody? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my reaction to the Indianapolis Colts defeating the Denver Broncos 12-9 to on Thursday Night Football. If this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore and on Instagram at JT Sports underscore. Also, if you're listening to this episode of the podcast on YouTube, make sure that you go ahead, leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. Listen to the JT Sports Podcast on all podcasting platforms and leave a five-star review. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the Denver Broncos 12-9 to on Thursday Night Football. This was a huge win for the Indianapolis Colts. They improved to 2-2-1 two, two and one on the year. And even though... This was a really ugly win for Indianapolis. I still am very impressed because they won this game without some of their best players. Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard, Julian Blackman didn't play in this game. They lost Ryan Kelly and Naeem Himes during this game as well to injury. So the Colts are really banked up right now. And they haven't really been playing good football however they do have a pretty solid record up to this point considering the fact that this division still doesn't look to be all that decided but this is going to be a really competitive division it's going to come down to Jacksonville Tennessee and Indianapolis and Jacksonville has a very good chance to win this division As long as Trevor Lawrence continues to play the way that he has so far this season, as long as he continues to remain the best quarterback in this division up to this point, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars probably will be my pick to win this division. However, I'm not counting out the Indianapolis Colts because this team is pretty talented when they are healthy. They do have a favorable stretch coming up in their schedule. After this game, they play Jacksonville at home. Then they play Tennessee on the road. Then you get Washington, New England on the road at Foxborough. And then you got to play the Las Vegas Raiders on the road as well. But I mean, that's a pretty winnable stretch there where you should be able to at least win three of those matchups. And I think the Colts definitely could end up getting hot within the next couple of weeks with Jonathan Taylor, him, getting ready to come back from that ankle injury he sustained not too long ago. Um, Most people expect him to return within the next couple of weeks. Some people don't think he's going to miss a large chunk of the season. And then Darius Leonard, he should be coming back whenever he's able to clear concussion protocol. And then the star of this game for the Colts on offense was rookie wide receiver, Alex Pierce out of Cincinnati. He led the team in receptions, in receiving yards. He had eight catches for 81 yards. I was really impressed from what I saw out of Pierce. And the Indianapolis Colts really need him to continue to keep up 
the level of performance that he had in this game and carry that over to the next following weeks because they desperately need some help at wide receiver outside of Michael Pittman because they pretty much don't have a lot of depth or a lot of talent at wide receiver. And we knew that the Colts were going to have some issues when it came to the receiver position coming into this year, but you didn't really think too much of it simply for the fact that this is a team that identity is all about running the football with Jonathan Taylor. However, Jonathan Taylor didn't play in this game. And even when he has been healthy over the last couple of weeks, the run game kind of hasn't been there for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. So they've had to rely a lot more on Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan you know, he didn't play well in this game and he hasn't played well this season. And, you know, it is mostly due to the far, the fact that he is aging. He is getting up there in age. But you also got to remember the fact that when you have a quarterback that's at the age and the point of their career that Matt Ryan is, you shouldn't be asking them to throw the ball over 40 times a game. That's just insane. So for the Colts, they were lucky to find a way to win this game despite having the injuries that they had to their star players and not getting good quarterback play out of Matt Ryan. But their defense played really good. And you look at Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore played really really well in this game and then you look at what he did to end this game he got the interception that led to Indianapolis driving down the field tying the game nine to nine and taking it to overtime and then he got the pass breakup which won the game for Indianapolis on fourth and one so just a really good performance by Indianapolis defense the Broncos defense also had a very great performance however it was in a losing effort they had six sacks two interceptions I mean Russell Wilson man just looks like a completely different quarterback from the one we saw in Seattle I mean he just looked lost out there at times he was 21 of 39 274 passing yards two interceptions and his interceptions were all pretty bad interceptions. And they made you just look at him and say, Russell, I mean, what happened? I mean, what has went so far left that Russell Wilson, you can't even trust him in late game situations? It's unbelievable. And it is mostly due to Nathaniel Hackett because... I told people this when the Broncos first hired Nathaniel Hackett that the offense was not going to be good under him because the last time he called plays as a OC was in Jacksonville. And his best year calling plays during that span was when the Jacksonville Jaguars lost to New England in the AFC Championship when they had that Cinderella year. But outside of that, his offenses were pretty pedestrian. And he got fired the year after they made that AFC Championship appearance. So for Nathaniel Hackett, you're somebody who you don't really have a lot of experience calling plays, at least calling plays at a really high level successfully. 
And then on top of that, you know, the adjustments haven't really been there. It doesn't look like this offense is improving at all. You are suffering injuries on the offensive line. You already lost one of your best running backs on the roster. However, you do have talent at wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and I think those guys have showed up when you have given them opportunities to make plays, but it's just with Russell Wilson. And I was listening to the Amazon broadcast of this game, and at halftime, I was listening to Tony Gonzalez talk about Russell Wilson and his play so far, and he was really disgusted. And I've never heard Tony Gonzalez go that hard at a player like he did Russell Wilson. And he had a very good point. I mean, you're making a lot of money. You're making, what, over $200 million? And you're playing like this? It's unacceptable. And what's even more disappointing for me is the fact that Broncos fans kept telling themselves this offseason that they have a good chance of making it to the Super Bowl because they finally have a quarterback. And for years, Broncos fans have believed that they have just been a quarterback away from getting back to the Super Bowl. And right now, Russell Wilson does not look like the quarterback you thought you were getting when you traded for him a couple of months ago during the offseason. And then for the coaching, I mean, oh my goodness. Nathaniel Hackett, here we go. Late game decision making. He struggles again. And then he hires somebody to help out with this. So why is it still an issue? I don't understand. How is it so hard to manage the clock late in games? All you really have to do is play Madden. Madden sucks at simulating real life football. However, it is good at simulating situational football. You know, a good way to learn clock management and situational football is by playing Madden. So for Nathaniel Hackett, it's late in the fourth quarter. It's third and four. It's tied nine to nine. You have a opportunity to take the lead, right? And go up 12-6. So... Well, excuse me, I swear I said 9-9, nine nine. I meant go up 12-6. However, you end up making this field goal, right? You make the field goal, and hopefully you can take some time off the clock before Indianapolis gets the ball back. And then you go up by a touchdown, basically, and you force Indianapolis to have to go down the field and beat you by scoring a touchdown, which is something that probably had a good chance of happening simply for the fact that your defense played really well. And there's no reason to expect Indianapolis offense to really show you anything at that moment because they haven't showed you anything pretty much the whole entire game. And they were struggling just to get in the field goal range. So imagine if they had to win this game by driving down the field and throwing a touchdown. That would have made it even more difficult. So then Denver has to go for it on fourth and one in overtime. 
instead of going for it and tying the game up, which I agree with this decision by Denver and Nathaniel Hackett to go for it on fourth and one. However, I don't really like the play calling. I don't really understand why they would call that play. I really don't understand it. And Richard Sherman pretty much took the words out of my mouth on the third and four play. But then on the fourth and one play, it's just, what are you doing? Fourth and one, you're going to target their best cornerback, Stephon Gilmore? I don't really understand that. You might as well have just ran the football. You could have did a QB draw. You could have did a design quarterback run. You could have did a read option. You could have did a zone read. Like, if you wanted to have the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, you could have had him run it. It's just, it makes no sense to call that play and then target Stephon Gilmore, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL right now. After he just made you pay to get you in overtime. And then you're going to target him again? Like, I agree with Richard Sherman. They were being heavily disrespectful. They tried Stephon Gilmore. Denver deserved to lose this game. They really did. And Indianapolis gave them several opportunities to win this game. Several. And they just handed it to him. It's just like, you know what, Indy? We don't want it. We want you guys to go to 2-2-1 two, two, and one on the year. We don't want it. We don't want it. And Indianapolis took it. And that's why you got to give so much props to Indianapolis because although they were banged up and most people probably wouldn't have had them winning this game due to the fact that Jonathan Taylor was injured and then Darius Leonard being out also. Yeah. Like this was a impressive victory because Indianapolis hasn't looked that good up to this point and they had to get a tough win. In a must-win spot without their key players. So, very impressed with Indianapolis being able to find a way to win this game. Not really particularly, I'm not really impressed with the performance, but I'm impressed with the fact that they were able to find a way to win the game, dealing with the injuries they were dealing with. So, let me know what you guys think about this game down in the comment section down below. Make sure that you guys check out the JT Sports Podcast, available on all podcasting platforms. And I will see you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast shortly.